Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to episode 25 of the official Geek Speak podcast. I'm your host, Sean Wallums. That's, yep. And join as always is my co-host, Josh. Where the hell is my SWAT team? Rudy Rudolph. This is the podcast where we watch movies, make movies, play games, and more. What else can you ask for? Where the hell is my SWAT team? That movie had many interesting line reads. We will, if you don't know what it's from, it's from the movie, the title of the podcast here, 2003's Daredevil film with Ben Affleck and Colin Farrell, Michael Clark Duncan, Jennifer Garner, etc. That is the main topic for today. But, as the if you're a new listener here, if you are a new listener, if you, you know if you listen you're new? <laughs> If you know how to listen and you're new. Yeah. Well, the way this podcast works is we have about four main topics usually. Of a, We go through a, every episode of a different Disney Channel original movie, or DCOM for short, and we will see how in a short period of time the biggest media company on Earth caters towards solely children with a large sample size. We'll see any quality changes, etc. Um, last episode we had a guest on named Justin. It was a great time talking about the boys. That was an interesting mm-hmm. show. It um, certainly was. And we said that we're going to do Miracle in Lane 2 today, but instead, Josh said, instead of doing that, he wants to just hear my back half of the thoughts from Rip Girls. <laughs> you promised me I would hear the remainder of your thoughts. I, I did finish it, so I do have more thoughts. Good. And then after the DCOM topic, we go into our week of news of, not like just, not like politics and that kind of stuff. That's that's not as exciting as talking about superheroes. <laughs> that's not the fun kind of news. So we talk about nerdy news pop culture news, movie news, etc., stuff like that, or just things that we generally want to talk about because that's things that are interesting. Then we have a main topic, and that's going to be quite the time. All right. So, Josh, beginning with DCOM time. DCOM time! <laughs> oh, wait. First, pick one movie from the past week that you really enjoyed and would recommend. You've watched a lot of the past week. I have. Give me one moment. So, from the Friday the 18th until this Friday, what is... One movie. Ooh, that's a that's a tough one. Uh, you watched like seven movies. I have. I've watched a good amount. Look up the indie comedy Duel D U A L starring Karen Gillan. It is a wonderful time, and that's all I will say what on the movie. On? Uh, I'm. Do I don't it? know if it's on. I own it. Uh, you can buy it on like DVD for like twelve bucks. Um, I highly recommend checking it out. And I'm not gonna get into why. I think going into it as blind as you can, I think, is the best way to experience it. Wait, is that Jesse Pinkman? Yes, it is. It's it's Todd Chavez, and you're the president of Todd Chavez Fan Club, according to past nicknames. I am. Oh, also, if you don't understand why I gave him uh, the name 
Josh, where the hell is my SWAT team, Rudy Rudolph? His actual nickname is Rudy. So we, we keep it in there as well. But every episode we give him a different nickname. I said they were gone a while back. And I said, they're coming back. They were gone for like two episodes. They're back again. Because they're Good. fun. So I last night watched Pirates of the Caribbean number four for the first time. What were your thoughts? Because I haven't <laughs> seen that in like a decade. Honestly, it's fun. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. It's It's probably my second favorite now. I don't like most of them past number one. Yeah, that's people's general thoughts. Uh, I, I take it, since you haven't seen the fourth, you haven't seen the fifth? Correct. <laughs> It'd be funny if I Good. had. Good. I'm watching the fifth soon with my girlfriend, because she wanted to watch all of them with me. I'm like, that sounds fun, you know? Uh, well, it is not called um, Salazar's Revenge, as it says on Disney+. Plus. I think it's... Um, what is it called? Dead Men Tell No Tales, yeah. I think is well, what it's different titles, actually called. Yeah, different countries have different titles for it. Yeah, um, it just it just seems weird that Disney Plus, even in the U.S., they call it what whatever else it's called everywhere else. But it, Stranger Tales, no, uh, on Stranger Tides, that's what it's called, <laughs> Stranger Tales, yeah, Stranger Things. Uh, it's a my biggest problem with it is honestly agency of women. In the past three films, everyone on screen had agency, had choice. For the most part, they like were actually characters. Um. In this, there are two women in the film. One is a mermaid who has zero agency and is trapped the entire time. And then the other one is the daughter of Blackbeard. I guess spoilers for me that's come out many years ago now. Um, Why about the mermaid? And the the, the daughter of Black Bur- Blackbird? Yeah, black of uh, the daughter of Big Bird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so Big Bird's daughter has no agency at all either. She kind of is there and like just does whatever her dad says for the most part. And like it, there's no Which agency... Is- it's a shame because Penelope Cruz is a great actress, and like, why give her nothing? Like both the women in this film, yes, again, both as in two of the women, the two women that exist in this film, uh, have no agency in the past films. Do like Elizabeth Swan was meant to be. Women have as much agency as men do in a in a male dominated field. That was a really interesting uh, way to do that. I loved Elizabeth's character in the past three films. I love when we see literally like Calypso, great character who has also her own agency in some, in some scenes. Like, I'd like to have more of that, and like, oh, why do we shift from that? Well, you can definitely tell when, because it's from a different director, it's just like, ah, you two have very different stances on certain things. Also, Ian McShane is so, f- I just kept hearing Tai Lung from Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> <sighs> he's, got a, he's got a great voice. Yeah, the last four, four movies I watched were Winnie the Pooh from 2011, and then I watched <laughs> finished Rip Girls, and then it was... Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, and then Daredevil. You have watched a variety <laughs> of quality of films. I, I have at least had fun most of those times. Also, I can guess which one you didn't all like. All the Pirates films are too long. <laughs> They're so long! The third one's almost like three hours. This one's two, 220. It's too long. I anyway, think the fifth one is the shortest of them, but it's still over two hours. So Rip Girls was the Manyth Deepcom we've watched. The many <laughs> we, We've lost count at this point. I literally have a count on my letterbox. I have the all, the all of them. I have the all of them, Josh. But that's no fun. The all of them. The olive branch? Oh, we've watched 17 now. 16 of 17. them. Sorry, 16. You, we've watched You Lucky Dog, Bring Halloween Town, Xenon, Can of Worms, the 13th, the 13th year, Halloween Town 2, Calabar's Revenge, and Cal and Mari are now together. That's fun. Um, Johnny Tsunami, Smart House Genius, Don't Look Under the Bed, 
also it's called Smart House and Genius, not Smart House Genius. Um, don't look under the bed. Horse Sense, Up, Up, and Away, The Color of Friendship, Alley Cat Strike, Rip Girls, and next up is Miracle in Lane 2, which I'm guessing is bowling again. Irish bowling, of course. That's my guess. I, I, Irish bowling. <laughs> we'll get to another Irish character soon today. Um, that's not time for that yet. Uh, Rip Girls, I was right about the end, partially. I can't remember. What was it you predicted originally? That it was all going to kind of work out, pretty much, first yeah. off. That her dad would, like, talk to her about her mom a bit. Um, she didn't really learn how to surf, though. That surprised me. Yeah, they made it both a big deal and also not a big deal. It was very weird. You brought up last episode, or two episodes ago, the Photoshop thing. Um, oh my god. <laughs> it was nonsense. It's so nonsense! It's, it's really dumb. Uh, in, repair photo, repairing photo, enhance photo, enhancing photo, that enlarge is not photo, how it works. enlarging photo, move photo onto my thing, moving photo onto the thing. <laughs> I'll let, like, NCIS and CSI get away with that kind of stuff. I'm not going to let a DCOM get away with it. I don't know why, but that's just where my brain's at right now. Well, earlier in the film, remember, they said, you're really good at the computer stuff. Remember, all she did was click next on a slideshow, Josh? I mean, <laughs> this movie is top tier um it's still my biggest nay so far but not as egregiously as it was before like watching the end of the movie helps a little bit uh i hate her friends even more now yeah what a contrived friend breakup and get back together thing it was it wow but the fact that it was her mom's idea (laughs) it was so weird oh i guess the spoiler movie movie come out spoilers for a movie that came out 20 years ago or or, Or decom that you probably haven't watched or heard of um, but Rip Girls, there's this thing about a resort <laughs> that doesn't really matter, but it matters so much to these native people here. By native people, I mean people who are just locals, sorry. Um, and the locals of Hawaii are like, don't have a resort here, which is true. Do not build more resorts in Hawaii. That's destroying their land. It's really bad in our real world. In this film, though, she's like, I didn't. Do I, don't tell me if you did or didn't. I didn't. Don't tell me if you did or didn't. I'm going to guilt trip you, though, for ten minutes. Oh, okay. <laughs> so the mom's like, and the mom with this friend is like, I'm going to convince my daughter to gaslight this girl <laughs> and try and fake friend her to to persuade her to be, go on our side or something. What is happening? I oof, Why I is there a haunted house scene? There are many questions I have that I got no answers for. Again, like I said before, this movie kind of starts out like it's a haunted house film, and I and I thought it was going to be like a an A twenty four movie, and it was going to completely sh- um, switch genres. Sadly, now we've had that happen so far for DComs already, where things just have complete genre switches. Yep. Don't look under the bed. Switched like three times. <laughs> uh, okay. I don't have any many more thoughts on Rip Girls besides what did I watch? <laughs> it's just it's kind of boring. I don't. It's so boring. It's remember when we thought horse sense was the most boring? At least that had a story going on. I I cared about douchebag in that enough. <laughs> oh, yes, Miracle in Lane Two is oh, it's a racing movie. Yes, and I found out it's based on a true story. It's not Irish bowling. He's in a wheelchair. Frankie Muniz is in a wheelchair. Oh, and his car is called Just in Time. Okay, I'm gonna, I bet his name might be Justin, his character. That's my Probably. guess. Okay. 
We have news, Josh. First thing I'll talk about is we got set pictures and videos of Adam Scott on the set of Madam Web. Wow. And he's rumored to be playing Uncle Ben. Crazy. Uh, have you seen his pictures yet, Josh? Uh, Do you want yes. To? You have? Okay. Um, it It's fine. It's just Adam Scott with a beard walking on set. I just... I hope that it's the the whole plot is like all these different uh, Spire women are just trying to protect uh, Ben Parker from not dying. So Peter Parker is born, which, again, doesn't make sense because Ben Parker is not his dad. No, I think they need to protect him to die at the right time. That's even funnier. (laughs) You can't die yet. Keep saving him from near disasters constantly. If it's something related to that, that's honestly a fun idea. You have to inspire a hero soon, but not yet. You have say this specific phrase or one of these variations of this phrase. If you I had a uh, not choice, responsibility, you had an obligation to do good. Your father believed. <laughs> oh. Look, I- I love Martin Sheen as Uncle Ben, but you could you could have just said with great power comes great responsibility. You didn't have to make a whole paragraph about it. What's funny is it's not even Uncle Ben's line from the comic. It was an unnamed just narrator in the comic. Yeah, and then well, it was because Ultimate Spider-Man right. gave Uncle Ben that, and then the and then Sam, Sam Raimi, Raimi took it, which isn't even based off Ultimate Spider-Man. But yeah, anyway, we Uncle we got Uncle Ben photos maybe of man in roll-up jeans, a flannel shirt, and a French tucked t-shirt that looks really dirty. But his hair is coiffed perfectly. Because it's M. Scott. He's got wonderful hair. He's wearing Nikes. There's not much it's to a very it. late 90s, early 2000s kind of look. What if it takes place somehow in the Sam Raimi universe? <laughs> like, <laughs> and oh, they just twist God. time around even weirder? <laughs> look, DC is already a mess with its timeline. Let's not try to make Sony a mess with Which its we'll timeline. Which we'll get to soon. Oh, boy. Sorry, that, Josh, we have good news. That was all of our Spunk news today. Oh, no. I wanted more Spunk. Spunk, for those of you who don't know, is the Sony Pictures universe of Marvel characters. It's all the Sony Spider-Man stuff. But Josh prefers I don't tell you this information because he thinks it's funnier. I think it's very funny if you don't know what we're talking about. So, the first look at Ironheart from Toys. Ironheart is in Wakanda Forever. Uh, the character Riri Williams is kind of the successor to Iron Man. She's a really cool character. Here are the uh, toys, Josh, if you wanted a picture. Uh, they are definitely, like, very much, like, one color for the most part. They're not really detailed toys. It's also quite the departure from the comic book look. Like, by I mean, this could amount. be just, like, her first, her first look, and then when her show happens, it could be looking very different. That's true. This is, she might have, like, I might have many different suit designs, so, you never know. Uh, I loved her Mark 1 suit that we saw, like, pictures from. Looks really cool. It's big and bulky. Mm-hmm. It looks tangible and real, unlike just a mocap suit. <sighs> Please don't make the suit green. Or animated. Nah. Top Gun Maverick news, Josh. Once again, <laughs> Top Gun Billy Club keeps growing. Nah. Top Gun Maverick has become the sixth highest grossing film of all time in the domestic box office in the United States, passing Avengers Infinity War. That is insane. Yay or nay? I'll give it a yay. Just like give it a nay. I think it's very good. I don't think it deserves to be that high, that high though. I don't know. It's Look, good. Just let, just let the dads and the old people go see movies. I've had peop- so many people still come to the theater to see Top Gun, and I ask them, is this your first time seeing it? They're like, yes, it is, which is just very surprising. 
Well, a lot of people just they go to movies whenever they're free, and they try and find something that they can see, and they're like, oh, this is what we can see right now, because it's what they, might, what they might be interested in. So, we know, like, they're very excited for the movie, and the movie came out at the end of May. It's almost the end of August. Wow. Damn. That's crazy. Oh, Indeed. yay or nay on the Ironheart toys. Look, first look. I'll, I'll give yay. I like toys, so yay. Something we didn't touch on last time because it came out the same day we recorded this, but we have Lord of the Rings news. Um, Josh is unhappy by it. I am too. Oh, yes. <laughs> so this news is about uh, the new rights holder called Embracer um, is considering films of a... Let me restart the sentence. <laughs> so the new Lord of the Rings rights holder, Embracer Group, is considering films following the adventures of Gandalf, Aragorn, Gollum, Galadriel, Eowyn, and others. Why? This is a terrible idea. Eowyn... First off, what are you going to follow? Her adventure was that she had no adventures in her life until that one moment on the battlefield. I am no man. Kills the Witch King. Like, what? Huh? Gollum? His entire life is already laid out in the in the films. You, you know, money. Like, his life from... It's also going from Smeagol time... Uh, Smeagol and Deagle, best friends beforehand. That's different. And the rest of the time, he's in a cave! For the most part, yeah. Uh, and Aragorn could be cool, just seeing an, a ranger out in the, in the wilderness and doing cool stuff. Pick his fall from being the heir to his rest of his life. I'd be fine with an Aragorn story. And But Gandalf is an Aloran, which is a being beyond, like, light. <laughs> Gandalf takes the form of an old man to try and look kind to humans and people of Middle-earth. He is an ancient being who's about 2,000 plus years old at this point, which is pretty old for most people. <laughs> it's pretty old for Lord of the Rings time. Galadriel, I guess, can work, but I don't think uh, Gandalf would work if you go to his full, like, Aloran story. This isn't like Star Wars, where there was really kind of like this expanded universe that you could make more stuff out of. Because Lord of the Rings has very few things that they've made stuff out of. You have a few video games here and there. You don't really have any kind of expansion novels outside of what Tolkien was already making. And then you have the Hobbit trilogy. And that's about it for in terms of expansions. So, like, to do something like this, to me is insanely stupid and something that not a single person has asked for, let alone Lord of the Rings fans. They have definitely not asked for this kind of stuff. I've read three of the four Lord of the Rings. I've read The Hobbit, Fellowship, and about half of two hours, I guess. It has to be done right. and I, This makes me nervous. For, for me, the way if you want to actually expand the world is to do something like The Rings of Power and actually set it back centuries ago and expand the world more. Don't give us movies like, here's how Gollum became Gollum or whatever that stupid crap is. Like, that's not what I want to see. Give me something that could take place centuries before or even afterwards. Do something completely different. I don't know. Try something new. Don't just be like, here's Aragorn doing Aragorn things. I actually wouldn't mind that one. Too. That's the only one I would actually get behind, as Aragorn, like, being um, Strider, being a Oh, you're, feed you're feeding into them. Stop saying yes. They can hear every word you say. <laughs> but, like, it'd be so cool to just see, like, Aragorn uh, become... Say yes to one. You say yes to all. Okay. Oh, 
Oh no! <laughs> okay, moving on! Anyway, over 200 episodes of the Sesame Street show classic were removed from HBO Max. HBO, Warner Brothers, I hope you can hear me closely. Um, You done fucked up real bad right now. I may not have been the biggest Sesame Street watcher, but I know that this is the most asinine move you possibly could have made, and now everyone hates you, more so than they did before. So, I'm happy your stock prices have been falling and you only have enough money to release two movies this year. WB said, fuck them kids. <laughs> We're not helping them learn things. Not anymore. Who needs to know what the letter Q means? Uh... It's sad, but also, like, this this one isn't as huge of a deal some things to me because it's just, like, it's not like you're removing an original show. You can still find Sesame Street. It's still on TV. It's still the principle, though. They yeah. now They've now said that nothing is safe. If you're going to remove something as beloved as Sesame Street, then, oh, boy. So, nay. Hard nay. You watch Sex Education, right? I have. You liked it? It's great. Dan Levy has been cast in Sex Education Season 4. <laughs> that makes me excited. He's fun. He was in that movie we watched, Happiest Season. Yeah, he's a funny actor. Yeah, yay. I don't watch the show, yay. so I don't have any stake in this, but yay. <sighs> watch the British sex comedy. How hard is that to understand? Ferris Bueller has a day off, and he is spinning off. Whoa. He's spinning off into Sam and Victor, who were the people in the car? In the movie? You know what? Out of all ideas you could have done, this one is completely unnecessary, but I think is the only one that could work. Yeah, so Sam and Victor in the movie Ferris Bueller's Day Off were two uh, valet drivers? Yeah, they when they went into the city, they parked their car in the garage, gave it to valet drivers, then they went on a joyride, and we only see them like one more time during the movie when they're driving it, and then they cut back you know, towards the end when they pick up their car. So like, what happens in between there? And why it's happening 30 years later? I don't know. Are you recasting them? I feel like you have uh, to. They, would ha they have to. <laughs> De-age them 30 years? Dear God. Um, That's a weird choice. It's Ferris Bueller is not a franchise. No. It shouldn't happen, but I guess out of all ideas you could have done, sure, why not? I'd rather take this than like, oh, it's Ferris Bueller's son doing what his dad did. Are those the only two options? <laughs> that would be the only two options. You either get that spinoff or you get a terrible sequel with uh, modern-day Matthew Broderick just being like, Oh, no, son, you can't do that. I was in The Lion King. Oh. was in The Lion King. Nay. I'm I'll give it a yay. Why? Do you Why play not? Days Gone? Have you played it before? <laughs> so here's my experience with days gone i bought that right as it came out i paid full price for it i played about three hours of it and i was just like i regret my decision Is it hard? it's no 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 it's bad oh uh, we're getting days gone feature film by sony with sam hugan starring in i it. look to everyone that likes this game it says it has great writing i have to ask you the scene of the main character marrying his wife when they're giving their vows and she gives him the ring and it says, uh, promise me you'll ride me as hard as you ride your bike. I have to ask, how was that good writing? And why do you think so? And now because of you, we're getting a movie where we will be seeing that on the big screen. Um, he wouldn't ride her. That's what she said. Or hold on. Let me think. 
It was either that way or it was uh, let me ride you as hard as you ride your bike. Either way, it's a terrible line. I have not seen anything that Sam Hugan is in. The Spy Who uh, Dumped Me I heard about, but I haven't even heard of most stuff he's in. So the the actor doesn't that doesn't bother me. It's just oh he's it's in zombies. Bloodshot. Oh, forgot about as that. As Jimmy Dalton. Don't know who that was. Okay. Like, the the premise of it is just when you get down to it, it's zombies and motorcycles, and that's it. I mean, those can be a fine combo for a feature film. Maybe yeah, we got movie, it. It's called The Walking Dead. The movie can be better than a game can be sometimes if it's like if it's a loose adaptation like that. It can be. I want it to be because, dear God, that game is so boring. I'm and giving it a badly yay written. Because I want to give me a yay because I want to hear that line you're talking about in live action. There we go. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a nay just to piss off the people that say it's a good game because it is not a but good Josh, game. Josh, here's um, I have other video game, TV movie news. Oh goody! The Last of Us teaser we got <gasps> on, about thirty seconds long on Twitter. We got this. It's coming to HBO Max. We're getting, or to HBO in general, we're getting The Last of Us show. I am so excited for it. Bella Ramsey's playing Ellie. We have uh, Nico Parker as Sarah. Uh, Pedro Pascal as Joel. And Nick Offerman as Bill. I'm quite excited for this. Nick Offerman's got some long hair. He does. He looks just like the character from the game. And it looks like his actual hair, too. It doesn't look like a wig. So. Yep. Cool. It's The show's been going... Been, it's been a while since they first announced this and started making it, so I'm happy to finally see some footage from it. I've heard... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I've heard, like, comparisons of lines like, from the here and the game. He has the same line. It uh, sounds kind of similar what his voice is. Yeah. Uh, my, I, I think my favorite thing is that Pedro had said, like, I tried playing the game, I kept dying, so I stopped playing the game. Uh, and it was, like, someone that got, like, mad at it, and then someone replied, it's just like, he's the ultimate dad. He couldn't play the game, so he stopped trying. And Pedro it. was like, finally, someone understands me. Uh -huh. He's like, y you get it. <laughs> yeah. Yay. Looks cool. I give it very big yay. I give it yay to make Josh happy. Yay! We got our official poster for the new Spider-Man. We got a we got an official poster for Spider-Man No Way Home, the more fun stuff version. Again, god awful poster. You, what is wait. it with them making terrible posters? You didn't want to comment on me just having a, a, a complete like stroke. It's it, you're still talking. You're fine. Okay, cool. So yeah, <laughs> the film releases September second in theaters. It has eleven more minutes of footage, which actually is a lot of screen time. Genuinely, yeah. So I'm curious uh, what they'll have in it. But my question for this is, what does it change the canon? What happens? I don't think they're going to anything that's contradicting to the current movie. Just... I, I don't think it's going to be a big deal. I think it's. I think they know that fans know that this is just like a special thing that they're doing. It was like when they did the re-release for Far From Home with like the three minutes of extra footage or whatever it was. Uh, it didn't really do anything, so I don't think that this is going to be that big of a deal. But God damn it, Sony, make good posters for Spider-Man movies, please. It is weird seeing this poster and seeing Matt Murdock alongside Andrew, Toby, and Tom in the same poster, and it being real. It's, I just, I, look, it could have been so cool, and yet they kept, they reused stuff from, like, the bad posters, put it into this one, just mushed everyone onto there. I'm just like, this is bad. I give nay to the poster, I give yay to the movie. Why? Hold on. <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> <laughs> 
I hold on. <laughs> I'm trying to comprehend you good? Some stuff. Why is it that Flash and Betty are bigger in here than Norman is? <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Why is J. Jonah Jameson bigger than Norman is? Sandman is inside what is happening? Hold on, I'm really examining this poster now. We got <laughs> So it's kinda of implying here that Electro's making the portal. That's interesting. Um the looks at all th- I love how Peter 1 is looking to, uh, confused to the right Peter 2 and 3 are both like I'm going to look at the camera Tom, Tom just didn't understand what to do uh, I love <laughs> sounds it sounds about right <laughs> this is a bad poster that's what I'm saying it gives really like just mishmashed fan edit vibes I'm not a fan It's I've seen fan edits that are better than this oh many uh, nay. Like, how long do they work on them? Do they take, like, ten minutes? Yes. I feel, That's what it seems like. But Josh, guess what? What? A community movie is a matter of when and not if, says Dan Harmon. Six seasons in a movie! See, I didn't get far enough in the community to get that joke. Ah, <laughs> oh, you didn't? No. Ah. I stopped during season three at some point. Ah, season three's good. I don't like how unrealistic the show became. It first felt like an actual could have happened show. Ah, that's what I love the insanity of it. Oh, for me, it ruined the for me, it ruined the show. Ah. I understand the appeal. I it became not for me anymore. Yeah, by season, f- I think season four is not bad. There are people that very much disagree with me on that. And then five, when Dan Harmon came back, it got better. But uh, once, who was it? So if you chase- once Donald. All- well, Chevy, you could they replaced him fine with Jonathan Banks from Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul. He was a good addition. But then Don Glover left after, like, six episodes, and the vibe of the show just completely changed from then on out. Then in season six, Yvette Nicole Brown, she left also. And by that point, it was just the vibes completely changed, and this final season was just not good. Well, also, they're in community college. Why are they still there after, like, three, three or four seasons? They, they found reasons to keep them around, and a lot of them were actually pretty funny. Okay. I think the show is pretty much nonsense. Uh, it's very... The first two seasons, I loved a lot. They're great. But by the end, like, second half season two, I'm like, this is getting not as fun for me. And then season three, I was I stopped moving. Like, this is just not at all the same show anymore to me. But I, I liked the vibes a lot. I think it's so funny that because of the episodes Joe and Anthony Russo directed for Community, they got the Winter Soldier job. Yeah, that's our, that's our new way in, Josh. We're going to do that. All right. Sounds, sounds good to me. Uh, HBO Max also ca- uh, canceled more things. So including, they canceled so many. Including the Cape Crusader show, which was uh, going to be created by Bruce Tim and J.J. Abrams and Matt Reeves. And Matt Reeves. Yeah. It was literally the spiritual successor to the animated series with everyone coming back. And they said, nah, we're good. It's like, you motherfucking idiots. What are you doing? And they literally just also said that they're going to be working with Matt Reeves on so many different things. We'll greenlight anything he does. Then greenlight the show that he was just making. I think it was a cost thing, again. But also, God. that's stupid. I thought you were like a multi-billion-dollar company. Learning that WB is crumbling before our eyes in the past like week and a half—a little funny, just a little it's, bit. It is hilarious. Every decision that they have made is terrible, and everyone hates them for it. And you know what? This is a good thing, because other studios are seeing that they're crumbling from, you know, canceling these projects for tax write-offs, and now they're going to be seeing it's just like, 
this actually wouldn't be a good idea. We'll lose more money than we'll actually save. So let's not do that. Yeah, they ended up save they saved about two billion while while spending like thirty or something like that. Like ah, good job, like guys. Their market cap, something like that, uh, lost about twenty billion dollars in value. Speaking of Cape Crusader, though, the Batman Two with Matt Reeves is while still not officially greenlit yet. Matt Reeves and Matt Matson Tomlin are officially starting writing the script for it. Yay! So, cool. Yay! G- give me blimps in the sky. I don't get why they have them, but give me them. No, because you can now you can use them as search blimps for the flood. Ah, now we can actually have a reason for them. Yeah. All right. Yay. On to delays with WB. So delays. WB has. What's a WB episode again? Apparently. Uh, they're reportedly delaying certain films to 2023 as they only have enough money, uh, enough cash to release two major films this year left for the rest of the year. Don't worry, darling, and Black Adam. And Don't Worry, Darling also had controversy outside of it because, like, uh, Shia LaBeouf said uh, he wasn't actually fired, as he was. people said. He quit the film because there was zero rehearsal time, and he brought emails, texts, and video receipts. <laughs> And so people are now mad at Olivia Wilde for what happened, and like, and like you give no rest time and replace him with, with Harry Styles, who's only acted in like two things before. Who you were also actively dating at the time, and still are. This is a weird situation. And I saw the clip of him like yelling at Florence Pugh. I'm like that's a little rough. Uh, I'm I'm not gonna judge his performance on that one clip. It's not great, it's but not great. I think that he can do great. I can't that it words. I think he can do good. In Dunkirk, he was good. Um, so and I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I think Marvel would not just give him a, a role they're playing and spinning off into more things without seeing him actually do good acting. Yeah. But I'm like, ah, you give no rehearsal time, you lost Shia LaBeouf. Well, I don't think Shia LaBeouf is a good person either. He's had a, he's had yeah. a lot of complicated life stuff, I know. But, oof, like, like four or five years ago, there was some wild stuff that happened with Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. Uh, the whole bag thing. I am not here. <laughs> yeah, that's oh boy. Um, but I don't even think Don't Worry, Darling is gonna do that well at the box office. Like, despite the cast and Olivia Wilde directing it, I don't think it's gonna do that well. Really, I only hear like everyone excited for it. Well, online, like the film people and stuff like that will go see it, but then like it's still an R-rated, uh, quote unquote, artsy horror movie. I I put that in quotes very loosely. But the fact that they delayed Shazam even more and Aquaman even more for Black Adam and Don't Worry Darling, and they delayed Flash even more potentially. So for Aquaman, which was supposed to come out this year, had a Michael Keaton cameo, but the Flash got delayed and people were confused by the cameo. So then they reversed it and now Ben Affleck is Batman, but now Aquaman has been pushed back past the Flash. And so now, who is it now? People are still going to be very confused. It's Ben going forward, it looks like. Either way, still... It's just, it's a clusterfuck. And now, especially with Shazam getting pushed back again to 2023, now they have no choice in recasting the kids at this point. Nay. I, I'll give it a nay. I don't think either are going to do that well. I really don't think Black Adam is going to be that big of a success. He's not Egyptian. And I don't, the think, worst... I don't think that's the problem with general audiences, but I understand that. He also doesn't have the pointy ears of the Widow's Peak here, Josh. Now that's what's gonna piss people off. It it misses it makes me up it misses me pisses me off. <laughs> Words don't need to be working today. Dan Lin is in talks to take over as DC chief and oversee future films and TV projects. 
look, as long as he'll do what Feige has done and actually plan shit out, I'm fine with it. He has previously produced the It movies, the Lego movie, and Netflix's live action outside of the Last Airbender series that's not seen yet. But he, like, oh, he so he has work doing good things. He also has done the Lego Batman movie. Oh, good. So he knows DC well. And he then. also understands the core of the characters. Then, that movie gets the core of who a lot of those characters were. Well, being frivolous and silly, of course. Yes. Oh, it's a very fun movie. Uh, yay, but uh, maybe you have a plan now? Maybe an actual plan? But I really just want it... Okay, just scrap what has happened so far. Say it's all done. Take a break for a few years and say we're restarting. Please, at this for the point, love of God. It's, it's what's needed, right? It's it's desperately needed at this point. Everyone attached. Like, no more... As our guest said last episode, cut it. Cut it all. Cut it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, don't tie it into the Batman universe. Don't tie it into DC. Don't no. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. No, the Batman should be the first one. I still stand by that. The Batman should be the Iron Man one. 
I think the Batman needs to be its own universe. Don't give us other characters. Let Batman just be Batman. I've missed this kind of stuff. It gets too convoluted and too confusing, especially with DC. I don't trust them at this point. Batman isn't Batman without Robin at this point to me. You, you can put Robin in. You can put other Batman characters in it. I just don't want the DC universe extended <laughs> in it. But then he can't grow into the full like person he is in the comic with the Justice League around him. I don't care. He would fuck it up so badly. Fair enough. I don't have... I'm giving this... A, I don't know. I'm giving I'm it... I'm giving it an I don't know yay. I don't... I, yeah, same. No. <laughs> I'm giving it a nay because they put it on the, on the list of the source. They said the Avatar show, which isn't out yet. That's the only reason why. Danny okay. DeVito news. Ah, <laughs> uh, the DeVito Danny DeVito on CordyComicBook.com. He's lobbying to appear in Disney's live-action Hercules film. Because um, he played Philoctetes in the animated film. And, so, yeah. So would he be in makeup, or would he be voicing a CGI character? Because I feel like that's how they would do it. So, what happened was, he was on Wired's autocomplete interview thing. Mm-hmm. The thing that came up was, will Danny DeVito be in the live-action live Hercules? And he responded saying, I am the live-action Hercules. What are you talking about? Philoctetes? If they don't put me in th that, they don't have a hair on their ass. I love Danny DeVito so much. So, he is Hercules, right? Totally. Of course. God, that'd be interesting. Um, And the Rooster Brothers have said they've taken a lot of t care and time with this while trying to work on this film. Because the Roosters are producing this film. Um, okay. Yay. I'm, He's I'm giving it. I'm giving it a nay because I hate these live action movies and I want them to stop. But I will give it a yay if he is in it. No, Hercules, I think can work because you can, can still be different enough while having fun with it. You can I've, dive more oof, into the Greek hmm. stuff. We saw what happened with Aladdin. <laughs> Yam jams. I can't believe they Why did Guy Ritchie say, yes, I'll come back for it, even though he was very clearly uncomfortable with the movie. And he was just like, I don't know what I'm doing here. Josh, speaking of the boys from last episode, Jeffrey Dean Morgan is joining the cast for season four. Neat! Yay? I'll give it a yay. Moving on. Uh, and I've actually watched the boys, so I can comment on this news. Crazy! Fantastic Four news, maybe. Matt Shackman might be directing, he's rumored, he's rumored to direct the movie. He directed Ooh. some of WandaVision as well. What is it that he's working on now? WandaVision. No, I'm kidding. He directed WandaVision. He did other things. Star Trek. That's what it was that was announced. I'm giving it a nay for a petty reason that's not you or me directing it, Josh. Ah, damn it. You're right. I got. I guess I gotta give it a nay then. So, final news piece before we go into the main topic is about She-Hulk Episode 2. It came out. We watched it. We did. It was fun. I liked it. How many episodes is this show supposed to be? I don't know. Let's not look it up. Let's just, let's just let, let it pass by us. Too late. Oh. Don't tell me. <laughs> don't tell me. I, I, I haven't gotten to it yet. I, do, I just don't want it to be six episodes, because the 30-minute length works, but not for six episodes. Oh, this episode felt way too short to me. Oh, that's not as many episodes as I think it should be. Is it six? It's nine. That's how much I thought it would be. I think it needs to... If you're going to do 30-minute episodes, at least do 13 episodes. It's feeling more like a sh these shows are starting to feel more like shows, but they're still having trouble understanding how that works. There's a continuity issue though in this movie, in this with Shang Chi. I yes. See on Twitter. 
And I'm not even going to get into the, it. It's not the biggest thing, but it it's still confusing. definitely needs to be addressed. Yeah, because episode one, it was fine with it. It made sense so far. And then episode two, like, oh, you made a glaring problem now. Yeah, um, that, that was very clearly an example of they had already filmed Shang-Chi and then they filmed She-Hulk and didn't really think about it. Because like, they talk about with Feige with these post-credits scenes, it's just like, he's like, we might do something with it later. Don't know exactly what, but who knows? Uh, there's a reference to Wolverine. <laughs> and I love that uh, it also addresses Eternals with the um, well, big, big man in the ocean. Already in the universe like three times now. That's this is at least at least the second time, maybe not the third. But what was the other times? In the movie Eternals, legitimately, at the end they have a newscast. They did. Yes. I need to re- I need to rewatch it. Like the whole point is they already the public knows it's there, but like what are you gonna do? It's a giant rock moving on. Like if it's not doing anything, why would people keep mentioning it all the time? It's like, well, it isn't moving, so I guess we're fine. No, but like, generally, what would you want? What do you want people to say? Every every new project. Remember Eternals? That thing that happened. Like, there are so many things in this world that I just I want a comedy series about NASA scientists just seeing all the weird shit that's happening and losing their minds trying to figure out. Okay, how do we explain this to the people? Also, in Eternals they call it a new rock formation, which is like that's that's fine. It looks like a person, though. Right, but like. What do you want it to be? It's still literally made of stone. Okay, granted, in this world, so much weird shit has happened in the past, like, two decades. I think people are just like, oh, that's happening now? Well, I'm still alive, so I guess we're fine. Also, She-Hulk, F2, makes a confusing thing about Abomination going to the Shang-Chi fighting ring. It made it make no sense to me, kind of. I thought, like, he'd been going there already with Wong. Yeah, that is that is a bit weird. So I hope the next episode addresses that. And yeah, I probably hope that will. He was- I, I hope that he'll be like, yeah, I was kind of lying. Because the prison break thing, it feels like it's not really a prison break because Wong had been talking to him. He's, they've been hanging out, looked like, before yeah, like, that point. They very, they very clearly already had a rapport going between the two of them, and Wong knew to, like, you know, take him back. I don't know what's happening. I don't but... know, but Wong is going to be in the show, so maybe that'll be our explanation. I did really laugh at the whole dinner scene a lot. The family dinner. <laughs> uh, overall, yay so far. Uh, yeah, I give it yay. So we watched a movie today, Josh. We did? Daredevil. Oh, the blind boy. 2003's Daredevil. Oh, um, uh, not the fun blind boy, though. Uh, hard yay. So much fun. I, I've i heard so many things about this movie over the years. I've heard, you know, it's just bad. Like, it ruined Affleck's career and all this stuff. But, it, like, I think back then, seeing it, it's just like, I can understand why people are like, this is just the worst. But now I'm just like, this is so much fun. This is wonderful. This is like watching... Batman Forever, Batman and Robin now, or even the 66 Batman movie. It's just fun to watch. Yeah, but what's different about this compared to those is those knew that they were being silly and fun, and that was their goal. This was trying to be so hard and so edgy that it became comical. So what do you think the story is in this movie, Josh? Oh, that's a wonderful question. I think there is no story. <laughs> it is blind. His boy goes blind. Boy learns to do acrobats because of his blindness. Uh, he also learns how to fight because of his blindness. Then he says, I'm going to be Red Boy now. And he leaps through the air and says, fuck gravity. And he punches some people, decapitates some people in half with trains. Um, and he just has a fun time. He is very murderous in this movie. <laughs> okay, answer me this question because I don't know the answer. Does Daredevil murder in the comics? Yes. Okay. That helps. That helps sell my brain because I'm so used to Netflix Daredevil not murdering. It's not. It depends on the writer. First off, uh, I used to be more often. Now it's because of the Daredevil show. Of course, it's leaking more into comic books as well. 
Uh-huh. Um, but people who like their superheroes to not be killing in general in comic book, most people are like, let's do that. And because often the moral high ground of a lot of people, he was like, because it's the Christianity stuff. Uh-huh. So he's like, he often doesn't kill now, but he's willing to. I'll be like, I won't unless I have to. Kind of thing. And in and, and this, he's just like, nah, I'm going to murder a lot of bitches. But he does kill. So like, I'm not, I'm not, it wasn't like seeing, it wasn't it like, didn't it was like, it just kind of shocked me. It wasn't like in BVS with, the, with Batman gunning down people. <laughs> that's a very different story. <laughs> Daredevil, also, we, I, we both like BVS, but that's a whole different thing as well. So, this movie, we got Jennifer Garner as the very, very white Greek Electra. <laughs> she does not look like her name is Electra at all, <laughs> by the look of her. No, she looks like her name is Susan. Or Jennifer. Uh, uh, this is still too. my favorite Daredevil suit. It always has been. I love I this hate suit. It. I hate it. Really? I, I hate the popped collar. I hate how leathery it is. God, I hate that mask. Like, leather was what you did for superhero suits at the time. At the time, yes, but now I'm just like... Blade, At least something X-Men, that feels a bit more... Daredevil. Okay, Blade, it was just his jacket. I allow it for jackets. X-Men, X-Men. I, I don't get what they were up with. How do, the, how do you move when you have tight leather all around you? What would you prefer, it? yellow spandex? Yes, I would, Scott. Yes, I would. <laughs> I could move then. Yeah, like, he's, and that was what kind of drove me insane with his suit in this. He is, like, the most acrobatic man you could ever okay. see doing acrobats, and he's in this full leather suit. How is he doing that? The CGI of jumping around in this, of him it's, leaping across the street from building to building. It, he can leap like he's a, not, like he's a superhero with superpowers. I think my favorite, like, go on. Like, the powers of his blindness somehow made him not just have supersonic hearing, but it made him leap well. So my favorite line in this whole thing is probably still the line I put in the beginning of, Where the hell is my damn SWAT team? <laughs> the way God. it's delivered is, like, dead quiet, and then, or, oh, God. So many lines. Actually, Foggy, John Favreau in this, every line he has says is fantastic. Oh, John Favreau. John Favreau uh, is never a problem. Nah. I like but, Stanley him the small that was a fun cameo. Young Matt young Maddie Murdoch punching the punching bag like a flash so fast. That, and it just being CGI'd whole, in. His whole origin story at the beginning was such was so boring and so cliche that it seemed like it was making fun of I didn't like, hate the it. superhero origins. Like if I imagine if I watched this two thousand three I was like four years old. But if I watched this at like, you know, ten years old, I would have fun with this still. I probably would have had fun with it, but I would have also been like, eh, it's not Spider-Man, it's eh. No, I think it is similar to Spider-Man 3 in the camp style, though. The f- difference is, Spider-Man 3 knew it was being campy, this one does not. Yeah, it's... <laughs> Let's talk about the most perfect casting ever, though. Michael, Michael Clark Duncan, rest his soul. Oh my god. He, Fisk. For, for as little as he is in this movie, which is surprisingly little, he is great. And I think the biggest miscast in this is Colin Farrell, who's clearly on crack or meth or something. What do you mean? He was the best part of the movie. <laughs> okay. His Irish accent, too. It's having his native Irish accent. Every time he puts on his coat, it makes a rattlesnake noise. There's just so many things about his character that is to the 10th degree of insanity. So it was wonderful. I get also, I guess spoilers for a 20 year old movie. Should we just have blanket spoilers in this thing? I don't think people really care. It's Daredevil. Okay. Also, if there any spoilers here, you should have known because it's just core to the character stuff. There's nothing that is unique to this movie, really. 
if you watch the Daredevil show, you know it's in this movie already. The same stuff gets rehashed, but better in the show. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so many things. The, I like that they, while it's, uh, Bullseye's costume is very different from the comics of not being in black and white spandex. Uh, he literally asks Kingpin for a costume, and he doesn't have one at correct. the end. Correct! That's what he asked, the one thing he wants. I was excited to see a costume when he said that. But what happened, in the comics he has the Hispanics, the difference here, I like one thing, of giving him the long jacket gives him a different silhouette when fighting. That's the idea. Because yeah. often, like, the biggest, like, one of the biggest problems with the end fight in Black Panther, for instance, is they have the exact same silhouette. And Bullseye often has the exact same silhouette as Daredevil because it's a very, very similar outfit. Or, like, in the Daredevil show, it is the exact same outfit at some point. So, I like that they gave him the weird leather jacket stuff because it's a fun, unique way to do, hey, we're showing so it's easy to tell who is who when fighting. That's fine. I He kept saying, I, I, I can't miss. I never miss. Oh, no, I missed. Like, he was... <laughs> his only character trait was that he can't miss, and he's Irish. The first time he misses, he was just like he was heartbroken. He was he was destroyed, and he didn't even technically yes. miss. He got the other person dodged the thing. Yeah, what I think his introduction. He he's in Ireland. He is in a bar. There's a song playing that is literally just saying like I am an Irishman. I don't know what the song is called, but just listen to the lyrics of it. It's the most insane thing ever. I love it. Similarly, the first time we see Wilson Fisk before we even hear Fisk is bad. We have the, the song playing that says, I am an outlaw. It's, this movie was not subtle with its music <laughs> at all. Including the song, Wake Me Up. Wake <laughs> Me Up Inside. Playing when Electra was doing a montage training as sandbags fell from the ceiling that she cut up with her size. Okay, I want to know, what are the architects like in New York City? Who's being hired? Because Electra, she had to pay someone to, you know, dangle bags of sand from the roof that could, you know, drop whenever she needed them to. And who built Matt's evil lair slash apartment? Like, that's opened by three spin dial safes that has, like, a giant water coffin for him to sleep in. That has motion detecting... <laughs> closets for him to walk into just so many things that a blind lawyer wouldn't need who did he pay this movie is edited like a music video yes <laughs> the entire time wait hold on who directed this it's mark stephen johnson uh so far mark stephen johnson has done oh he wrote christopher robin his career is weird he's written a lot he's done more rom-coms now than anything but after this he made ghost rider yes he did uh, he produced a few things. He produced the Electra movie as an executive producer on that, which God, that was confused me because it's a direct spinoff of this in the same universe. So I'm wondering what point in time because Electra, spoiler alert, gets killed, gets fridged. Quite, it's it's honestly kind of funny how fast it happens because you think like she's on all it's the posters and everything. Fight. It's her her literal first. Fight. She goes to fight Daredevil because she thinks that he killed her dad. And then after he, she finds out, like, oh wait, you're the guy that I slept with one time, and I'm instantly in love with. And then Bullseye just shows up, catches her thing, um, which her he throws side. at him. And then for some reason, she's just like, oh, he caught it. I can catch it too, and then stabs her hand. What did you think was gonna happen? Oh, okay. So Electra movie. After surviving a near death experience, so that was what happened. She didn't actually die. 
She becomes an assassin for hire and tries to protect her her two latest targets, a single father and his young daughter, from a group of supernatural assassins. Interesting. There's also a man with a wolf tattoo in the movie whose wolf comes out of his chest. Oh, no. And there's a man with an eagle tattoo whose eagle comes out of his chest. Interesting. Um, It's got... Wait, Terrence Stamps in that? What? Who? Uh, he's done a lot of rom-com stuff and some other stuff that I would know him from. Ah. But anyway, oh, he's also in Smallville as Jorah. Ah. Uh, okay, so let's talk about this movie more. There's a lot to say. I actually really like the Braille opening. That was really cool. I thought that was neat. It Very clearly, they were inspired by Sam Raimi's first Spider-Man movie, yeah. but I, I like the Braille uh, for that. Also, it's a very short movie. It's like an hour and 40 minutes. It yeah. feels like there's a lot missing. Uh-huh. Like, their first meeting is, I'm going to fight you in a playground, and then the kids cheer along. <laughs> it's just like, okay, in context By of their that first, scene, I mean, it was that was Matt Murdock and Electra. Go on. In context, she still only thinks that he's blind. So why is she happy she is fighting a blind man, and then is subsequently happy that she beat a blind man in a fight? And also... Why are the children happy with this? And she throws the first blow. She's like, again, you do know that the man is blind. Uh, they mentioned the Mac, Miller, and Bendis. Are they all writers for Daredevil? Yeah, there, there's a couple of they name also, drops here. John Romita was the name of the fighter against Jack Murdock. Uh, John Romita was a, is an artist from Marvel. He's one of the most famous Spider-Man artists, for instance. And then I think Kevin Smith's character was it, another yeah, one. Yeah, I don't remember his name though. Kevin Smith is in this for a cameo as an as a what autopsy boy? What's the name of that? Coroner, that's it. Yeah, which I think that's that's a fun cameo because wasn't that like not too long after he had written for Daredevil? You think so? Yeah, Kevin Smith is an interesting man. Indeed, it was weird seeing him not in like big jorts. Yeah, like just like actually like for the job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I like that he has multiple outfits. Like he has multiple versions of the costume. I get annoyed when superheroes only have one version of the costume, and they get like repaired the next scene or something. Yeah, but again, who's his tailor? He lost his billy club and like had a row of more of them. He isn't worried that he lost his billy club and is an evidence locker. And also, he uses it as his cane. That's how which... it normally is. Yeah. I could, that's cool, but at the same time, as this movie shows, that would be very stupid for him to lose. The one person who met him before him is like, that's Daredevil. <laughs> like, <he's just> no. <laughs> ben Yurik, who's also in the Daredevil TV show, um, is in this, and as a reporter guy, and he <laughs> literally met Matt Murdock at a party, uh, and it's like, oh, I like your cane, I like the color. He's like, I wouldn't know, which is a good line. Yeah. Uh, it's a red cane, and they notice... Daredevil, the Billy Club, is the exact same. It's like, oh my god, it's the same person. Alright, so my biggest thing with this that kind of drove me insane was how his hearing worked. Like, the show gives a very clear indication of how it works and, like, you know, what he's sensitive to and what he's not. This, it kind of confused me. Really? I'm the opposite. I thought it was much clearer than the show. Nah. I love the radar sense in this, how it was depicted. I don't, I don't hate, like, the visuals of it. I just don't think that it was ever really clear how it worked. The rain bothered me. The way oh, very, very much so. Rain should, like, with everything else, it should have worked the same way. It shouldn't have made a perfect picture of Jennifer Garner's face. I guess the idea is that it's a little sound covering all of the face, but there's not, like, she's not being coated in sound. 
I, I, I and so, sometimes he got color in there too. Do you notice that? I, it's, it's, Occasionally, uh, color seeped in. Because that's what I don't sound know, does. Man. Sound is color. I like that he felt the writing on the that he got a card to go somewhere, like an invitation. He felt the writing on it because it wasn't it wasn't braille, but it was like indented writing. Mm-hmm. That was cool. There's a lot of cool things in this movie. It's actually there's a lot of interesting ideas and cool things that happen, but muddled with a lot of really big camp in a fun way that it's hard to love or hate this movie really. It's very it's strange. Fun. It's fun. It's, it is fun. Like, I would watch if, it again. No matter no matter what you think of this movie, if you think it's good somehow, or if you think it's bad, you can't deny it's a fun movie. I don't think it's terrible. I generally don't, I think it's a, generally a fun time, and I would watch this again. Uh, I would watch it again, but I don't think that it's a good movie. I had fun, but not for the re- reasons the movie intended. I don't know how much they knew was going to happen here. Because the script seems to be missing a lot of things happening. Well, apparently this was an R-rated movie. Like, the director's cut of it is, in fact, rated R. So oh. I d- But I'm curious how much was cut from this version. The rated R version was... might have fixed problems. Oh, yeah, a significant amount was cut. The director's cut is two hours and 13 minutes. The theatrical is an hour and 43. We should have watched that instead. Well, I, I tried to find the director's cut, but it's not on any streaming service. And we don't have money. <laughs> but I'm okay. curious if this would make it better or if it would make it worse. We might at some point go and watch that just to, like, maybe in a few months to see how it compares. That is fascinating. I, I, done, half done, hour of footage was cut. Are you done to watch it in a few months with me and see how it feels? I'm, I'm always down. Cool. Okay, I love that he was sleeping in a sensor def- deprivation tank. That was really cool to me. Yeah. That's like Eleven but from Stranger Things. At least he doesn't try to bring women over. That would be a very tough thing to explain. But it was like a really interesting idea that I can finally shut the world off now. Yeah. Uh, but also, how long does he go out at night for to fight crime? Forever. <laughs> what do you mean? Very clearly not. No, forever. He doesn't sleep. He sleeps. Well, he does sleep, but he doesn't sleep. You know, it's the same thing. It's fine. It's fine. Also, sleeping in a tank of water is dangerous, I feel like. Yeah, but I feel like that he would, you know, if he starts drowning, like, it would wake him up. Well, sensor deprivation tanks, you float the whole time, but he could just roll over and his face just go in the water. Yeah. I don't know, man. Again, where did he buy that? I think Electra's intro is wild. Her opening scene is... Fighting a black man in a park. Well, the first thing... Yeah, but, like, even the diner... It's a little awkward and weird. Yeah. Diner, what's it? What it was a cafe? I don't know. They, they were at like a cafe. Uh, Foggy and Matt were talking about yeah. a case and stuff. Um, for Foggy, for some reason, was just like, "I'm gonna be dick to Matt and put mustard in his uh, and gave him mustard instead of honey." And then like he Matt switched knew, to, which I thought was pretty funny. Yeah. Well, I think they probably just like mess with each other a lot. That's what I got the vibe from. Yeah. But what's weird to me is. The lengths that Foggy knows Matt's powers, and, like, he doesn't know that they're powers, but, like, what does he know that Matt can do? I think that he knows that he can do more, his enhanced hearing, mostly. Because I know that he made mention of, like, his ability to tell when people are lying. Right. So he knows, like, that he can do that. And then when he, when Jennifer Garner walks into the cafe, well, there's a whole, like, gust of wind that blows in, and Matt, like, you know, it overtakes him with her smell. I think that the lie detector line was not necessarily about his abilities, but more just like he's probably seen him be able to tell in court who liars were by maybe his uh, intuition or something. 
Um, yeah, that would make sense. Because that doesn't necessarily say powers. That just means that he's good at telling who's lying. But I could do that if I, if I, if I could. But Affleck, he's still a good actor. I don't think he was terrible. I don't think that he was a... I don't think he was a poor choice for this. I just don't think the script or direction really gave him much to go off of. I don't think the of. casting this was bad at all overall. No. But John Favreau was so much, so much fun to watch. <laughs> uh, did they make her eyes digitally greener? Who, Jennifer Garner's? Yeah. I have no there idea. There were scenes where it looked like, just, like, like they put a filter on it. Huh. Why is Ben Urich in the forensic lab? Why was he in with the autopsy and stuff? Look at evidence. Well, he's... I mean, Kevin Smith said, like, to call you if, like, I find anything weird. Um, but he's a reporter. So, well, I think it was because it pertained to, like, he thought that it was, like, you know, Daredevil, and he probably already had that connection um, to him. I will say that my jaw dropped at the, at the wake me up inside moment. Like, oh, my God. Dropped. It was The second the song started, okay, so it's, let's paint a picture for you all in the audience. <laughs> in the, here, for little, those of you that aren't aware. If you're, if you're not if you're in the car or at work or something, listen to this. Uh... Or if you're not, whatever you're doing, you know, playing some GTA, whatever. Uh, whatever the youngins do. Whatever the youngins do. So we have Electra, who is just on her knees, size in both hands, arms pointed out, like looking at the wall, looking down at the wall. And the song Waking Up Inside is playing. It's just started. And before the, the drop hits, she stands up all cool, and these sandbags fall from the ceiling. And she just, like, starts doing ninja dancing, I'd call it. I don't know. Uh, to the song Wake Me Up Inside, and we get a montage of also the city streets as we see Daredevil doing stuff too, back and forth. And it's like, oh, what is happening? Who Was it Dave Leach who did Fight Club? Uh, yes. Yeah, no, it feels... No. No, no David Fincher. David Fincher. There's David's, whatever. Uh, it feels like if David Fincher was trying to make 1999's Batman in the 2003. Yeah. Like, David Fincher's really weird, heavy green filter style, the ex- intense zoom-ins on the eyes at oh, yeah. random like this, times. This was very clearly, like, when Fight Club was insanely popular, and they were just like, let's do that, but with superheroes. Yeah, I don't really have a lot more to say. I love the rose mask shot at the end. Yeah, that was a good one. It was really beautiful. I think he is a bungee jumping man. You can just, like, he's Gumby. His look... <laughs> I get again. He's a blind boy, and yes, he can hear well. That does not equate equate. <laughs> what? That does not equal him equate? learning how to. Yes, equate. That's not him. <laughs> That's not him. <laughs> it is not Look, him anymore. Hearing well does not mean that you're able to suddenly do acrobats very well and in fighting very well. It said it because his it, abilities gave him in, uh, intense strength and balance. I call BS on that because of his... <laughs> his his strength was you know normal. The balance, I I just know they I said still by it. Sorry, strength and balance came from his enhanced touch feeling. <laughs> okay, but again, <laughs> acrobats. It's quite a lot that he does in this. Yeah, like he literally drops across like say rules that not like it's like thirty feet away, something that more. no normal person should be able to jump. It's like and that, and that was without the help of his belly club. Yeah, he just leaped. There's the first thing that we see him do when he's in the suit. He leaps off a skyscraper, swan dives down onto mm-hmm. one of those um, fire. Escape. I don't know what they're. Yeah, until a fire escape falls down, he jumps down onto another one. He fell like two hundred feet and was perfectly fine. Yeah. That is not how gravity works. 
And you're not Nightwing in a video game. You can't do that. Exactly. <sighs> okay. Colin Farrell, overall, the Irishman himself. What I give him was a 100%. his performance? I don't know, but it's beautiful. What and was I his wish direction? that he. I don't. I think the director was too scared to give him direction. I think Colin Farrell just showed up to set like that, and the director was just like, "Uh, what are you doing?" And he was just like, "I'm bullseye. I'm Irish. I'm going to throw things at you." And he's just like, "Okay, let's get the cameras ready. Let's get this fucker out of here." When he's on a plane, a woman who's just annoying him, talking about race. First off, this old woman is talking about like, like I'm not racist, but kind of a whole thing. I'm like, okay. Why is this in here? And she opens her mouth for a second, and he shoots something. Into he shoots her, a peanut. A peanut into her throat and kills her, and her head falls on his shoulder, and a flight attendant comes by and was goes, Aw, she's sleeping. Do you want anything before we, le- before we land? More peanuts. More peanuts, please. But, aw, she's sleeping. But you're not going to get out of there. She's next to you. She dies in the plane next to you. That's a problem. Fine. What do you mean? Maybe. Yeah, what? They can't argue it was choking when they see the body. They'll know it was him. Look, maybe they were all just like, yeah, the the racist is dead. Oh, well. (laughs) (laughs) It was a a weird scene. There's a lot of weird scenes in this. In the final fight between Bullseye and Daredevil up in the church a little weird i mean that church grew about a hundred extra feet during the fight it was not that tall when they started fighting no and there is cgi bungee man in that scene there quite a lot uh why does daredevil do so many flips so many flips he's a, he's a flippy boy in this. he's so flippy it's weird oh okay so now the rumor of matt shackman in talks to direct fantastic four is now a confirmed in talks, no longer a rumor, as of like <gasps> ten minutes ago. So he's so he's in talks, but he doesn't have the job yet. Correct, but he is now. If, if the rumors before is that hey, he had the job, but now he's like it's official. He's in talks. We have official sources now. So cool. anyway, back to Daredevil. Michael Clark Duncan, phenomenal. Of course, uh, he has never done a bad performance in my eyes. Like I've seen him do many movies and shows, and he's great. You should watch The Finder. He's great in that. I need to, yeah. I think I've got the Green Mile. I started watching that. I just need to finish that. But I know I'm going to cry when I see that. So let's talk about the Nelson Murdoch company. Karen Page, has her name's never said, I don't think. She's there. Oh, right. Yeah, that's she's weird. A, that's a receptionist. Because in comics, for that's all she really was, was a receptionist. No, no one pays them money. <laughs> they keep taking clients who don't pay them, and instead bring them things like fish, sports supplies... <laughs> What have you? Yep. What was that? Why? I I don't know. How do they have, how do they have rent? How do they pay an employee? I don't know. It's again, if they're not getting clients, where did Matt pay for his evil lair? Where did anyone pay for anything? They go out to, to eat a lot. Yeah, and they talk about taking a lot of pro bono cases. So what? <laughs> I don't know. It's a little confusing, right? I mean, it's just a wee bit. Who knows? Maybe he's a good thief. Electra's rich. She was. And then she was dead. Or maybe not, because we have a sequel. Whoa. A sequel, sort of sequel I might not watch. We should watch Electra at some point. Yeah, I guess. After we see the full version of this. Look, after rewatching 
what was the i think i rewatched season two of daredevil like in the past couple of months it is fascinating seeing something like this what well, also the reason we brought this show up in this movie up the reason we watched the movie in the first place is because matt murdoch is going to come on the she-hulk show soon and again another kind of new interpretation for the mcu and i'm very curious to see how it all comes together so we got in honor of that coming soon probably next week i'm guessing or the week after that who knows we have this movie and i am very interested to see what was cut out Yes, me too. I think because when you watch the theatrical cut, you can very clearly tell it's just like stuff is missing, but I don't know what's missing. It's similar to the BVS with it's literally like the about about the same amount of runtime that got cut. So I'm curious if the story will make more sense. No, not if the story will make more sense. If there is a story. Because the, they have this rivalry between Kingpin and Matt in this movie that doesn't actually exist until the last scene. Where? It's kind of funny. I do it's like, like... Kingpin, Kingpin kills his dad in the beginning, and then it's just not really there for the rest of it. And at a random point, um, when they're at the party, Matt and Foggy are talking to Fisk, and Matt Foggy is trying to you know get him to be one of their clients because you know big and rich. And then Matt's just like, "Sorry, I only we only represent people that are innocent." It's just like, but as far as we know, he is innocent. So what do you know I that we don't? I love that know? line though. It's not a bad line, but in terms of the continuity of the movie, it doesn't really make sense. I mean, I guess it's just like they he knows he's kingpin. No, Maybe. he doesn't. Does because he know? Of the, when he's fighting bull, when he's fighting bullseye, um he talks about how Fisk um hired me and mentions like kingpin and no, he says Fisk and then Matt was confused and then he was just like, "Yeah, the kingpin." And he's just like, "Oh, he killed my dad. He's the kingpin." It all clicked for him then, which again adds to the confusion of before. This is confusing. Indeed. I want this movie to make more sense. I, I really do, but it's fun. If you have HBO Max and have an hour for you to kill, you should put it on. I, I have a fun I, time. I mean it, yeah. Put it on, eat a pizza, have a beer, relax. <laughs> That's life, Daredevil. <laughs> 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 Any more uh, thoughts on Daredevil, Josh? I want Affleck to show up in Secret Wars as this version of Daredevil, but and done well. And Batman. And, and Batman. <laughs> but I was reading trivia about it, and like apparently he was very excited for this. He read like as many Daredevil comics as he could beforehand. He yeah. loved the character, which sucks that this is what happened to the movie. Do you know why he took the role? The Specifically, yes. no. It's because he thought it's the closest he'd ever get to playing Batman. Ah. And then he played Batman numerous times. But that's our episode, Josh. You can email us in the... You, yep. Hold on. Email us specifically in the podcast as you're listening. You have to hack into the podcast and email us in, in that way. Our username and password is... No, I'm kidding. So <laughs> you can email the podcast at podgeekspeak at gmail.com or tweet at us at hashtag geekspeakpod or at geekspeakpod on Twitter. Josh, where can people find you online? So I'm on places on the internet, YouTube at Josh Rudolph, do daily movie reviews, fun stuff like that. Instagram, J underscore Rudy 28, uh, Twitter, J underscore Rudy 16, TikTok at Rudy underscore the film nerd. You can find me on TikTok at That Nerd Theater, Instagram at That Nerd Theater, and Twitter at The Theater Nerd. Thank you all so much for listening. Please email us in with your funny, funny things to say. Please. Make, make us, tell us a joke. Tell Josh what? your best joke. Please, I'm the king of comedy, so I will judge you accordingly. He'll just laugh at anything. 
Yeah, probably. All right. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.